Well, first I want to say what a delight it is to be here with you all on this beautiful uh, third Sunday, right? Third? Fourth. Fourth? Third. Third, third, third Sunday of Easter um, to share in this celebration. And uh, we are few, but uh, we are here. Uh, we're always few, but mighty when we are here to worship God together in the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, as I was driving into the mountains this morning, as we were driving in, uh, Vicki and I, uh, well, actually she was driving, I was sitting in the car enjoying the views, but it was, it's always a good thing. Um, I was just thinking to myself that normally when we're coming into the mountains, we're coming in to go on a, a hike of some kind, often with our friend Helen over here, who leads us into places that we wouldn't have otherwise found. And we uh, go on these lovely hikes, and uh, there's always this thing about um, the ritual about preparing for our hikes before we leave home. It's uh, we have a box of things you got to get the backpack out. You got to make sure you got the right kind of clothes. And because you're going into the mountains, even on nice days, you got to make sure you have a tube and some mitts. And uh, um, and then of course you have to have the snacks and the beverages and all the other things that go with it. And uh, and uh, how you know just that whole notion of the preparation for the journey and then a target, a goal of where you're going to go to and the journey along the way, knowing which way you're going, having a guide along the way to help you make the right turns, having the equipment that you need to get there and to get back. And um, yeah, I wasn't just reminiscing though, because it seems to me that uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to ponder uh, alongside of what we have in today's readings. Now, the first reading started off with very traditional religious language. Um, Repent, believe, and be baptized in the name of Jesus, and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. Very great religious language. And for Christians, uh, we've been around, if we've been around a while, we understand what all that means, right? Or we, at least we think we do, right? The repent one is always the, the big one. Repent, that means you did something wrong and you gotta say you're sorry, right? Well, actually it's not, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, and in the first Peter, of course, that one about, you know, you've come to believe, so live your life with reverent fear is the word that gets used, right? Live your life with reverent fear as you journey through this life. It's the, that's the way I heard it anyways, as you make the journey through this life. It actually could probably be better read in our current context is with reverent awe. <laughs> Um, not because fear is a wrong word, but because we often associate it with, you know, running away. Um, but really the intention is here to say, think carefully about what you're doing. This is a serious path. It's kind of like going on a hike, right? Um, we take bear spray. Not because we're afraid of bears, but because we are respectful of the place that we are. And we take the gear that we need because you never know if it's going to snow and and you never know if you're going to get stuck somewhere. You're going to be equipped. That's about respect for the journey, right? You know that there can be hardship. And we live in reverent fear because um, in terms of our journey of faith, because there are things along the way that we have to tend to. The first is that we are followers of Jesus Christ, God incarnate, the one who died and was raised for us. This is an awesome thing. We can't treat it as if it was some kind of a light thing. It's not like, you know, I... I Go to nightclubs on Friday night, that's my daily thing, and on Sunday I go to church. No, that's not the same thing at all, actually. Um, one is recreational, the other is not. <laughs> and yes, I know that the hikes are largely recreational these days, but at the heart of what we're doing 
if we need to live, live in reverent fear because it is about a whole different way of being. It's about a whole different way of living our lives. Knowing that God has come to us in Jesus, that Jesus died on the cross for our salvation and was raised from the dead, that changes everything. Well, as I said, the first reading is very traditional. Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus, and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. I actually want to address that, though, through the beautiful, beautiful story that we had in the gospel, because that, all that was preamble, by the way. I was, I was at a thing yesterday where the person who was preaching talked for the first five or six minutes, and he said, but that's all just preamble to the real sermon, so that doesn't count, so you can restart your watches when you're figuring out how long the sermon goes. That was all just preamble, because really what I want to talk about is the beautiful, beautiful story of the journey to Emmaus, is the way we refer to it. But it's actually not the journey to Emmaus. So if you ever, if you know, if you pay attention, I don't know why we call it journey to Emmaus because that's actually not the journey. I don't know if you did. You notice that they, they end up at Jerusalem. <laughs> they, they left Jerusalem and they end up at Jerusalem. It's it's the journey that didn't that didn't quite you know. Well, it got, they got to Emmaus, but then they turned around. But the reason I want to is because a a beautiful image of the the journey reminds me of the hikes as well. But also it explains for us actually more profoundly what it means to say repent. Because the word repent, metanoia, is about a change of mind, but in a sense of also a change of direction. And you'll see that in that story, if you were listening carefully, this is about disciples who are repenting. The whole story is a story of repentance, but in the most beautiful terms you can imagine. They've experienced what went on in Jerusalem, and now they're leaving. <laughs> now they're leaving because it didn't work out the way they thought. Their minds had been in a certain way. They expected things to happen. They expected that Jesus was going to come along and, excuse the expression, but kick the butts of the Romans, um, defeat them, drive them out. Everything was going to be good, and it didn't happen. And not only that, but their hero, their leader, ends up dead on a cross. Now, you know, it's easy to say on a cross. I just want to take a second to say, um, in modern terms, that would be like saying that he died in an electric chair. Just, just to sort of get it, because, you know, we're, we, we wear these, and it's, it's a beautiful thing, and they look nice, but in the day, in Jesus' day, in the day of the earliest apostles and for a long time afterwards, to say that somebody died on a cross would have been equivalent to saying they died in an electric chair. It was a, it was a form of capital punishment is what it was, right? So he gets crucified in this horrible way and they leave Jerusalem and they're walking away. They're walking away. And Jesus comes alongside and starts to talk to them. And they're in whatever, for whatever reason, state of grief, confusion, um, maybe because it's not, they're, they're not ready yet. They don't even know who he is, but he starts to talk to them and he teaches them from the scriptures. And I think it's really important to remember in this story that Jesus is teaching them not on their way to Jerusalem, but with their backs to Jerusalem as they're going the other way. They are leaving they are running away. They are saying, this is obviously done. It hasn't worked out. 
And that's the place where Jesus is talking to them. Jesus is with them, is risen, and is teaching them as they go along the journey. And obviously, he's having an impact because when they get to Emmaus, they say, come in, come in and have a meal with us. They, they want him to stay. There's something happening. There's something happening. And they say afterwards, what is the, those beautiful words? Were not our hearts burning within us? Not a full realization, but they're learning. There's something going on. Their hearts, their spirits are being moved and touched by what Jesus is saying to them, by his very presence, even though they don't recognize he's there. His presence is moving and touching. And then when they finally see, they look back and they say, oh my goodness, look at that. All along, he was there. Our hearts were burning within us. And what happens is they have a metanoia, a change of mind and a change of direction. They actually, literally, according to the meaning of the word in Greek, they repent. They turn around. Change of mind, change of heart, and away they go to become part of the new community of Christian believers who are saying, we've seen there is a Lord. This is the path of life. We need to walk in a different way. Jesus is teaching them and is with them as they leave. And Jesus is with them in a new way as they return and their lives have been changed. Well, I don't know about you, but uh, to me, that just speaks so, so deeply <laughs> of my experience of life. Um, very often, it's in times where I'm not sure <laughs> or when I'm thinking, you know, where is God in the midst of this, that God is speaking. Very often, it's, you know, in reflecting on Scripture and thinking, you know, why is this happening or what's going on? And we think that there's this sense of, well, where is God? It's in those moments that often God is with us. Jesus, the risen Lord, is with us and is speaking to us, but our eyes are blinded because we can't hear it, we can't see it at that moment. That is at the heart of the affirmation of our faith. When we say, repent and believe, be baptized in the name of Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit. That was, of course, a word spoken to uh, the people in Jerusalem at the very beginning. But it's also a word spoken to all of us, I think, on a daily basis. Now, you know, we don't want to get dramatic about it. We don't want to say, you know, every day you should wake up and say, you know, oh, now I believe in Jesus. Well, actually, you should, but not in the sense that, that they're talking about in, in the Acts of the Apostles. But in fact, pretty much the whole of life's journey is a journey of the moments where we are being drawn nearer to God, the moments of joy, which we like the best. Everybody likes the good stuff, right? Yeah, we like it when it's exciting, when we feel good, when we're singing a favorite hymn and we're full of joy. But also, when we are walking away, when we are going in the wrong direction, when we are straying, um, or when we've given up, Jesus is still with us. Jesus is still speaking to us. Jesus is still calling us to that change of mind and heart. 
Jesus never stops. Jesus never goes absent. And very often, I don't know how many of you have had this experience, but when you've been through stuff, you've been through stuff, and then afterwards you look back and you say, oh my goodness, the things that God was doing. Obviously there was things happening and I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. The story of Jesus' death and resurrection is, yes, about a moment, a profound moment in which the world is changed. Christ enters into our humanity and fully into our death and then is raised and the world is made into a different place because of it. But the resurrection also means that Jesus is always with us, whether we are aware or not. And there could be nothing more beautiful than that, than to know, to be reminded day by day, that regardless of what's going on in our minds and our hearts in any given moment, it's not, that's not the determining factor. The reality is the proclamation, the promise of Jesus, that he is present to us by his spirit in every day, in every moment along the way. Well, as we go from here, let us pray that uh, we will open our hearts and be aware and listen to the speaking of the Spirit of God as we journey out, even as we sometimes are going away, so that we might come back, <laughs> come back in the, in the faith and in the love of Jesus Christ. Amen.